Hey everybody and welcome to Podcast 22 Rabbit Ramblings Blah 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 This time I talk about Star Wars The Old Republic I wasn't going to pick it up but I decided I am going to pick it up The stuff that uh, I didn't like when I first saw videos of it Appear to have been mostly cleaned up so it looks pretty good I do have some concerns about the community And um, about the game itself and I will talk about that in this podcast. As a disclaimer, this podcast is being recorded while my leg is still broken. So stuff is in a slightly different place than normal. So hopefully I'll sound good and not too terrible. And things will hopefully be back to normal soon. So last night I was in my game, uh, playing online and talking to some guildies, and we were like, a couple of us were like, so uh, Star Wars The Old Republic is coming out uh, at the end of the year, guys, uh, like five months from now. Uh, are, you gonna, are you gonna hop over with us? Some of us are looking at moving over. And they're like, I don't know, probably not. And it's like, these are the same people that are saying they're bored all the time with grinding the same content over and over. These are, you know, people that are playing Rift, and there's really not anything in Rift um, to do once you hit 50. I mean, once you grind the dungeons a few dozen times, you're, you're bored out of your mind because there's probably about a dozen dungeons tops, and you're just doing them over and 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 over. So it's like there's really nothing to do, you know, save for crafting, and crafting is pretty new for Rift, so there's not really a whole lot of crafting to do. Pretty much most people max crafting right before they hit 50, because, you know, crafting is easier than, than leveling, so you usually do that a little faster. And I've said before in previous podcasts that there is no one true game, so I don't expect everybody to hop over and go, oh, this is the new most awesomest thing ever and it will last forever, because it probably won't. But I also don't think people should hang on quite so much to the current game that they're playing. Because MOGs really are a cycle of moving from one game to the next game to the next game. And it's like you're not going to stick to any one game forever. You'll stick to it and then you'll move on. Um, some people will stay longer if it's a really good game and they've got good friends. But in most cases, games won't last that long. I've played somewhere around 30 games in uh, th you know online games of, of various types in, in release form and in forms that I just tested. And of those games, only about three of them were games that I played for longer than six months. The rest of them were all like, you know, one or two months in testing and then, you know, maybe two or three or four months after a release. But very, very few have been played for six months or more because there just typically isn't enough content and even if there is enough content, it's it's typically like you wind up grinding it over and over and over. 
There needs to be some kind of hook that allows players to group with players of different levels, and very few games do that. You know, there needs to be different hooks of different things to do, things that are randomized, and most games just don't have that. So take a good look at your game. If you're saying you're bored, if you ever say you're bored, then you're probably ready to move on. And, you know, some of these people that are, that are hanging on, as it were, are pretty new to online gaming. I think, you know, one of the guys, this is like his first MOG ever, and he's saying he's bored, but he's also saying he doesn't want to move on. So he's kind of he's kind of holding on to this belief that the game will get better and it will get more content and it will be everything he wants forever and ever. And that's probably just not going to happen. If it's not there for him now, it's probably not going to be there for him later on. You know, I wish everybody well in the games they do hope to get better, but in my experience, they don't really change from what they are. I mean, there's the saying that says, you know, games are what they are at launch and that's what they will be forever and ever. But you know, sometimes games do change, but pretty much as a general rule, it, it is true, and they will stick to basically what they are, you know, that same format. New content may come out, but it'll probably be very, very similar. So if you're bored of that style, you know, really, really just accept that and be ready to look at other things. Don't necessarily, you know, give up on the one thing you love, but, you know, take a look at the other things. Go with some friends, check it out, and see if it's if it's something you enjoy. Because spending time with your friends and enjoying your time in the game is what is most important. It's not the, the levels or the loot, because those are going to be gone. You know, whether that's a year, five years, ten years, it'll be gone. It's not like a job where, you know, you're clicking and clicking and clicking and you're getting something for it. The thing you gain is the enjoyment of your time and the, the time you're spending with your friends. And that can be done anywhere. It doesn't matter what the game is. So just be aware of when you're having fun and when you're not having fun and who you're having fun with. And be ready to look around. Be ready to sort of hop through different games. Life is about change, and games are no different. Games change. They evolve. New games come in. Old games go out. Accept what they are for what they are and be ready to move on to something new, exciting, and different when it comes along. And that's part of life, and part of change, and part of uh, the adventure of gaming. Community can be a very important factor in in gaming and if you continue to play a game or not. My guild in the game that I'm playing online now is pretty much the only reason why I'm still playing the game. The game itself is kind of meh, but I really like the people that I'm guilded with. I have fun with them, we have good times, we have laughs, and uh, you know we kind of care about each other and um, I could see myself uh, guilding with them in future games. The online community that's attached to the game is, is also fairly cool. I do a lot of tech support there still, certainly not as much as I did back in the day. Back in the day prior to launch, I was probably spending, I don't know, maybe 30, 30 plus to 40 hours a week, um, you know, spread out through the whole week, you know, all seven days. 
and I would, you know, do tech support, do my tech support thing, and, and occasionally uh, help people with other stuff as well. And online communities are pretty much a thing that's that's been very recent. Obviously, you know, as the internets have come into power, as it were, the communities have gotten stronger and stronger. Back in the day, communities for games did still exist, but they were, you know, physical communities. So they were a lot more limited because gamers, you know, were not terribly social in terms of physical socialness. Most of us have a lot more connections, uh, you know, through our games and online. Communities did certainly exist, but they're really, they're really, um, you know, backed the most by MMOGs. You know, they're still around for other, you know, single-player games and such, but I don't think they're quite as important or uh, as crucial, I guess you could say, for for other games as they are for MMOGs. I signed up back in the day for the Star Wars uh, The Old Republic forums pretty early. When their website was first announced and, you know, the forums for the website, it got so jammed up by people that it took me, I think, three or four days to actually get through to make an account. Even then, I was, I think I'm like 12,600 and something member. I don't know how many members they have now. But, you know, a, a strong community, you know, behind a game is kind of important pre-release, I think. And it helps gamers connect a lot with, with a lot of other gamers. And it sort of builds sort of a feel, I guess, of the kind of people you're going to be playing with. Obviously, most people don't ever go to forums or community sites whatsoever. It's just the community within the game that you wind up playing with. So the game, the in-game community and the out-of-game community, I guess you could call them, are kind of two different animals, but they are somewhat related. They do sort of have the same kind of people. And people, of course, who gather offline can, you know, sort of make uh, make guilds or, or friends and then say, hey, which server are you going to be on? And, then, you know, they can group with each other on the, on the same server when the game does launch. But I think a lot of the, um, the interaction that you commit to for a game and their community can really impact how you play and how you enjoy the game. Back in the day when I joined the the Star Wars of the Old Republic forums, I very, very quickly turned away from the forums and I said, you know what, I'm not going to be a part of this community. Because there was just so much poop talking and so much my, junk on the boards. I mean, it was just like, it was like standing somewhere and having garbage thrown on you the whole time while you're trying to talk to one person and have one good conversation. You know, it's like, why should I put up with all this garbage that's constantly being thrown at me? You know, it's it's just not worth it. So I left that community, and I, I don't intend on returning at all. And that's one of my, my greatest fears, I think, for the game, is because that kind of community probably will be fairly prevalent in-game as well as, you know, outside the game on the forums like they were and so I'm probably not going to be grouping with a lot of people that I don't know. And it's like my guild, some of my guild mates are going to go to it, but I don't know if they're, you know, they're going to pick a server I want to be on because I think this time I absolutely would not want to be on a non-role-playing server. You know, it, it doesn't guarantee anything being on a role-playing server, but 
in my experience, role-playing servers do tend to have a lower quantity of uh, garbage throwers, I guess you could say. And there's a, a higher chance of people who don't necessarily hardcore role-play. You know, like, I'm so-and-so the Jedi Knight, and I follow the Jedi Code, you know. It doesn't have to be like that, you know. It just has to be like, you know, they're not going to throw garbage around, and they're not going to be like, oh, dude, did you see the basketball game last night? It was awesome. You know, I, I don't care about that stuff, you know. I, I don't want to hear it in chat. You know, if they want to talk about the sport games or whatever in their guild chat, that's fine. But I, I really don't want that in general chat. And, you know, that happens quite a bit on general servers for certain games. And I really would like this to not be one of those games. And I think the only way to avoid that is going to be to be on a role-playing server. And, and even then, I, I expect it will still probably happen. But we'll see, you know. So community does play a big factor in our lives and our our you know interaction or commitment to or not commitment to that uh, community can can impact our gameplay i think most people since they don't attach themselves to a community they just you know they're just playing a game and uh you know that that impacts how they how they act and treat and i, I suppose you could say respect others uh in the games around them so just be mindful on uh, the community you're entering into or you are a part of. And um, try to be your best, I say, you know. And um, hopefully you can, you can find a community that matches to your style. When I get into Star Wars The Old Republic, I fully intend on playing my Jedi character, Krenos Bintu. This is a character that I developed for a different online game, and um, I wound up not ever playing that game. I actually had a full backstory for him. I had a website built, and it had, you know, a history of him, and some, some powers I had chosen, and back in the day I had the Jedi sourcebook, so I had a lot of extra additional information like his birth world and you know when when there was a certain change in the game development I added that he had a sister and I had a really cool story for him and um I didn't back that up anywhere apparently I guess I guess it's lost so I'm really sad that I lost that story and that um that history I had built for this character that I'm intending on playing if a game is really cool and you're really into it I think it will spark creativity it will spark your imagination and you will do you will do stuff like this maybe not everybody you know certainly those who are creative will certainly be more inclined than those who are not normally creative but I, I definitely would say that games you know do spark creativity and imagination even though they may be online games you know contrary to what some other people may say that they say you know oh it's just a video game it doesn't it doesn't make you think it doesn't make you creative it doesn't make you imagine I say that it does I mean you look around at other games and there's 
tons of artwork and stories that people have developed around the video games and their characters. And I think it's it's important that um, that we allow uh, ourselves to express these things if if we feel them. You know, certainly some games you don't feel moved by them, while other games might move you quite a bit. And I say, you know, if that makes you creative and that makes you imaginative, uh, go for it. You know, it's um, it's a good thing. And I say, let it be an outlet for you, and have fun with it. And um, I think it it enhances, you know, your your game enjoyment. And um, it might even extend how long you play the game. Who knows? I think my biggest problem with Star Wars The Old Republic is going to be getting over the, I guess you could say, suspension of disbelief in that, yeah, it's Star Wars, so you have to have a certain level of disbelief as it is. But in the Star Wars universe, lightsabers can cut almost anything. There's very few things lightsabers can't cut. So you get into combat with somebody, you know, you you do the lightsaber defense and you charge him and then you pretty much cut him in half in a couple of swipes. In an MMOG, and in pretty much any video game at all, you can't do this. It's, it's pretty much impossible. Not only does it make the battles really kind of too simple, and it would just be like you beef up your lightsaber defense and then you just charge things and then it's over real fast. It, that would get repetitive really quickly. But also in an MMOG, or any video game really, it doesn't really fit the style in that you know you have to do a certain amount of damage, and there's hitting and missing and all that. So it doesn't really work with that. So, you know, if you watch any of the videos, you can see them swinging their lightsabers. And they just kind of wave them around in the air. And there's the little damage every now and then. And so, you know, that's how it's going to go. And and I don't know, you know, how long that's going to take for me to get over that. I'm sure I eventually will. And with droids that have shields... It makes sense that, you know, you would do something similar to that or, you know, some substances are force uh, resistant and so that you can't really cut through them like ship hulls sometimes are force resistant. Not not usually because it takes a special kind of metal from what I recall. And, you know, there's, there's not going to be that we need to make a shortcut, let's cut through the hull and get to a different level kind of thing unless it's specifically built into the game to do that, which hopefully there will be some places like that. But it's not the same kind of thing as a destructive environment where somebody throws a grenade and a couple boxes blow up. You know, that can easily be coded. That can easily be done. You know, lightsabers, you know, cutting off limbs of creatures when you charge them, that can't really be in the game. Otherwise, Jedi would be completely and totally overpowered. And while they made probably a right decision in that Jedi are a part, you know, core part of the game and, and probably half the people who play will be some form of good or bad Jedi, um, you know, it's it's just going to be really tough for me to sort of get into the mood for that. And hopefully I'll be okay with it. A lot of video games, you know, they, they don't have that preset sort of condition that you're coming in with 
an entire you know series of movie that's you know it's got canon built into the the lore you know established lore aka canon and you know an ent entire expanded universe of lore you know most games you're not coming into with that kind of predefined rule set a few games lately have bought licenses for big popular series and turned them into games and, you know, a lot of times it comes out okay because most of the time they're not like Star Wars. They don't have such highly predefined sets and such overpowered things as lightsabers. So, I don't know. Um, I'm leaning towards Jedi Knight with uh, the defensive tree. There's very little information online. So, I'm probably going to be sort of an off-tank, which is, uh, you know, what I like to play in a lot of games. In the uh, Knights of the Old Republic, I turned out to be, they had this sort of test, and they said, you know, do you like to do this? Do you like to do this? Uh, what in this situation would you do? I came out to be Jedi Consular, which is sort of like a judge, uh, you know, sort of like a, a roaming judge that they have that um, resolves certain uh, issues. More of a, a political guy that, uh, you know, instead of a, a soldier that a Jedi Knight is. But in in Star Wars The Old Republic, it looks like the Consular is going to be relegated to somebody who uses a lot of Force powers and who uses a lot of control abilities. You know, like, they, they do the Force throw and put them up in the air, or, you know, the Force throw and they do an AE and knock everybody over. And I'm not really into control aspects like that since it's going to be a combat where you have to do pew, 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 pew before the creature's dead instead of just, you know, force throw and then you run around the corner and lock the door. You know, since it's it's based around a lot of combat, I think that the, the psychological side of the Jedi Consular really isn't going to come out and so I'm going to have to do Jedi Knight, which is... It's it's okay. It should be fun. I mean, you know, it's a game. It's only one small part of the whole expanded universe that, you know, I get to live. And that'll be pretty cool as long as I can get over my, my hesitations over things. So here we are at the end of another Rabbit's Ramblings podcast. Yay! And this one was a lot more game-focused, but it was all pretty much one game. And uh, so hopefully hopefully you guys uh, thought it was cool and fun, and uh, I don't know, maybe there's some general issues that you might agree with that are not game-specific. A little bit of a life update. I will do another one in a few days' time for me. It'll just be like a few seconds for you guys. But for me, it is Sunday. And um, I'm going to post the podcast on Wednesday, but Tuesday I have my my first follow-up appointment. And so I should know more about what is uh, going on and what kind of real damage I have then. On Friday, I think it was, I picked up my walker, which is awesome. It's like so much fun. Oh my god. It's kind of like a super fast scooter. I just do... A couple of kicks, and I can usually glide along for, I don't know, 50 feet or so. It takes extremely little effort. I was expecting it, you know, to be like push, 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 and to be really hard. But I pretty much only have to do that if I'm going uphill. Otherwise, it's just like one kick, and I'm, I'm where I need to be. Most people will 
will be attracted to to me visually because I'm moving so fast and it's like wee and it's like I'm I'm just sliding along with no effort and it's like I would guess that when I go fast I can get up to probably a jogging pace with like I said no effort so that's awesome and it's um it's got this pad on it that has like a dent forwards ways and then a dent sideways ways so I can actually use it to kick my leg up on when I'm when I'm resting and keep it fairly elevated. When it's elevated and out straight, um, you know, if you're sitting down and put your leg out straight, it doesn't hurt really at all. It just kind of feels like I've been wearing my boot way, way, way too long and I really want to take it off. Um, there's no pain there. When I'm driving and I'm pushing the stick, there's a little bit of pressure on the ankle and... The calf is really what's kind of the most weird. It feels like, you know, since I broke my bone, there's it feels like there's something jammed in there or something kind of out of place or like I knotted up a muscle and it's not unknotting, but it's not painful. It's just, you know, it's like you do it and it's like there's something not right in there. It has a little bit of pain, um, extremely tolerable for me. For most people, they might go, ow, 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 ow. Um, up on the top, I guess you could say, of the foot where it, it reaches your leg. You know, if you if you curl your toes up and you keep t- curling up so your foot goes with it, there's um that sort of part right in front that sort of sticks out that's like a bunch of tendons. That area is kind of uh, tender, I guess. Um, it doesn't hurt, but it's like, we don't like flexing. It's like I want to take off the cast and sort of stretch it out by hand as it were it also does not hurt so so in terms of pain i really don't have much pain um now that i'm off the crutches if i do exert myself a lot like i have to hop around you know when i'm going to the bathroom i have to hop off the thing and and sit down because it standing up is eh, it's it's doable it's it's better if i sit down though um but i'll usually stand up if i can lean up against something but it's like if I hop around quite a bit, then my my blood pressure will go up, my my heart rate will elevate, and then it will start throbbing and get a little bit swollen, and then when it does that, it hurts a little bit for a short while. So mostly I'm feeling pretty good. Um, it Like I said, it just feels like I really, really want to take off my boot, um, but I can't. You know, it's a cast. But um, I have no idea how much damage I'm doing by shifting. Um, you know, I am alone in my life. I do need to go places. It's it's either that or if I were to take the bus somewhere, I would have to scoot for, I don't know, miles to get to the the bus stops from, you know, where I get on and off the bus. It's not, the bus is not a, a fast option, and it would take hours to go from, you know, my area around school where I hang out to my work location. So it's not not at all a good choice. I would be trading a few seconds of shifting pain slash damage to, you know, hours of scooting and exertion, which would be a, you know, bad choice, probably worse in, in that it's, you know, elevating my blood pressure. So hopefully um, when I go to my appointment Tuesday, there will be good news because it, it, you know, it feels pretty good. It's pretty flexible. Um, there are very few positions I can get in that actually hurt. 
So hopefully the doctor will say, hey, it's healing good. We're looking good. Let's get it real cast. And uh, you don't need pins and you don't need to reset it. Or if he does need to reset it, it's just like, you know, a knuckle pop and then feels better. It does kind of feel like, I don't know, the ankle feels kind of like it does kind of need a knuckle popping like you do with your fingers. You know, I do it on my fingers like relatively often. But it feels just kind of like it needs a little pop and then it'd be back in place. Hopefully, uh, the reset, if if they need to do that, won't be painful. So, um, I don't know. I've never had that done. So, I guess we'll see on Tuesday. And, um, I like I said, I will probably put in a, a little update after, after I do that from a school. So, it might sound a little strange. I might have to be in the library and talking in whispers like this. But, um... We'll see. I'll leave. I'll leave the podcast uncompleted and unclosed until then. But um, until then, if I if I don't update it for some reason, um, that's it for this week or this time. And uh, hopefully, I'll see everybody next time. Okay. Thanks. Bye. This final update is being done in the corner of a restaurant, so I have to be a little quiet. And uh, hopefully you won't pick up too much uh, background noise from conversations and music and stuff. I just got done with the doctor. And um, they said in terms of the break, it looks it looks good and it's healing okay. And the bruising, the bruising was pretty bad. But um, they said it looked okay and that bruising can be around for months, possibly even a year after an accident. So uh, that's, I guess, normal. Um they are worried that um, one of the tendons might be damaged, and they can't they can't tell that until they run some tests. And so we're gonna wait a couple weeks and get tests on that, and then uh, hopefully it'll be okay. But um, the doctor said there's a pretty high chance that everything will be fine, and we won't need to do surgery. But uh, if we do, that'll be terrible. So hopefully, uh, just hope for the best for the bunny paw getting better and. Uh, I will update people not next podcast because that'll be a week and a half, which will be before the appointment. So uh, podcast 24, I should have a update on that. But uh, until then, uh, I hope it gets better and uh, everybody stay safe out there so this doesn't happen to you. Okay, thanks. Bye. know accept what it what way what they all bleh, bleh, bleh. within the game that you wind up playing playing with you know you beef up your jedi defense and then uh boop. itchy more itchy you have been listening to rabbit's ramblings if you would like to see the show notes or feed the bunny by sending a donation, you can find the show website at www.rabbit.com slash podcast slash rabbitsramblings.html. When you type rabbitsramblings, don't use a space. 
If you would like to send me an email, you can do so at rabbit at rabbit.com. If you friend me, you can also post on Facebook at rabbit.com. Whenever you type rabbit in any of those, be sure to, to put a one in place of I. Rabbit's Rambling is copyright 2011 and is released under a Creative Commons Attribute Sharealike license.